And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming at you again one more time. Thanks for listening. And of course, let's jump right into the download. And this is a game where I will, let me back up. I will continue to extol the praises or my praises upon Game Pass just for the opportunity to play a lot of games I would not necessarily have played and or purchased. Um, And one of those games that I really wouldn't have played or or really purchased at all is a game that I recently downloaded and started playing by the name of Unruly Heroes. Now, this game is not a new game. It was originally published in 2019, and it is classified as a platform game and is developed by Magic Design Studios. Now, this is another game that is based on the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West, and at the present time, it can be found on all platforms. So, being 2019, it was released on the Switch, PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. So, with that, those last two systems, it is backwards compatible with the uh, currently released systems of the Xbox Series systems and the PlayStation 5, and it also can be found on mobile. Now, I'm not sure of the pricing on mobile, but I believe on platforms or consoles and PCs, it's anywhere between uh, $15 to $20 for a purchase. And I've been playing through for an hour or two, and I really enjoy the game. I'm not too familiar with the journey to the West novel, but I know many games have adapted themes and elements from that literary work over the years. And in this case, there are four different uh, characters you can switch from, uh, one of which is a monkey, one of which is a pig, one of which is a, a more of a, I would say, wizard sort of character, and the other is a strong guy. And each one of them has different abilities that you can utilize throughout a stage and i like that aspect of the game to really keep the variety going amongst the play styles as you go through any particular level and it's not a relatively hard game it is a fun to play game though and it's one of those games that as a indie title i would not necessarily have looked at not saying i'm one that's really big into AAA titles however some of the smaller titles tend to get lost by the wayside in the hype of the larger titles that come out especially this time of year during the holiday season and directly preceding that in early in the year january february as well so i'm glad that I was able to play this game and I think that you should as well especially if you're looking for just a fun game to sit down and play with varying uh, game styles as you go along and just a really so far intriguing story uh, I really enjoyed I highly recommend it and again if you have game pass uh, is one you definitely should download and play and I think it's game pass for PC and console if not I'm not correct Um, If I'm not wrong, I should say so. Well, same thing. But anyway, uh, so that is my download of the week, Unruly Heroes. Now, let's stick to video games. Uh, I was going to talk about comics, but let's uh, jump down my reactions to, uh, well, Nintendo, as of the recording, Nintendo had a... uh, 
I forget what they call their uh, playhouse or whatever uh, events on yesterday. And they released uh, information about a lot of good games that are coming out. I was actually excited about the Kirby game. I thought that was really, really cute. And some of the uh, people that I know were really excited about Splatoon 3. Uh, they were really ecstatic about that. And it's a bummer for them that it comes out until 2022. However, one of the things they announced was this, uh, at least the cast for the new Super Mario Brothers movie that is done by Illumination who are the masterminds behind the Despicable Me series um, and Nintendo and it released the voice list and for the most part I can tell us who does what voice but the fact that Chris Pratt is doing Mario not just he's doing Mario's voice but Charles Martinet who has been the voice of Mario for 25 years in the video games is in the movie Features in cameos, but is not Mario proper in this movie. The level of disrespect, and I don't know about you, much like the Sonic movie, nobody is going to these movies to for Chris Pratt to be Mario. Just like with Sonic, I know who the voice of Sonic was, but nobody went to that movie to because of who the voice of Sonic was. All they care is that it sounded right. They didn't care what name was behind the voice. Just as long as he sounded like Sonic should sound. And he did. Same with Mario. No one cares about Chris, Chris Pratt being Mario. And the fact that uh, Charles Martinet is in the movie is such a disrespect. And I was like, come on now. I mean, you have to think. 25 years this man has voiced Mario in the games. And you're telling me that isn't good enough to do it in the movie? I mean, that 25 years, that's a whole generation who's whole ner heard no other voice besides his as Mario. I mean, I'm a certain age that I remember the cartoons. I remember Captain Lou Albano being Mario. You know, so I have different voices associated with Mario in my head from times before the Nintendo 64 came about where we got that iconic Mario voice. It's me, Mario. I I'm horrible with that. However... The fact that he's not doing it is really, I think, sacrilegious, um, in my opinion. And I, I'm hoping that they do him right by this movie because it really sucks that he's in the movie and he's not Mario. And then Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is not an established voice actor. He is not someone who we know that can change his voice to mimic certain styles. And I am not looking forward to him being Mario. I'm not looking forward to hearing Star-Lord as is Mario that's just uh, it's saddening I'll watch the movie because it's Mario I'm hoping that fact that Nintendo is involved and heavily involved in their partnership deal with Universal and Illumination that they will have very very tight quality control on this movie so it will be good so I'm hoping that is the case uh, especially Miyamoto I don't think he will let them put out any kind of trash personally speaking with his baby so I'm looking forward from a content perspective but from a voice perspective with Chris Pratt being Mario that just that just doesn't sit right with me and, and I, I'm hope I hope to be proved wrong but I just think that is just horrible so that's my reaction to that so let's get into comics so this week's comic is I say that like I do a comic every week, but this week's comic is the trickster. Now you may have heard some of my reviews in the past about the Last Witch, and if so, you know that I am a fan of Connor McCreary, and I have been since the Kill uh, Shakespeare release almost a decade ago. And that's really weird. So him and his writing partner at the time um, 
really created a wonderful world and when i find creators that i really really enjoy i try to support them so that's when you hear me talk about uh you know kill shakespeare and before this um the last witch and even going to flip side with the admin comics i've talked about as well as the comics published by red stylo uh, i've and met those creators and really have enjoyed their works over the years so i continue to support with my dollars so in this case they are back when this Connor's back with a brand new comic called The Trickster, and he's not alone in this. Um, in this book, it features art and colors by Veronica Saracino and Agnes Ponza, but it's also co-written by Neil Gibson. He's another creator who I have uh, become a fan of over the years for his Twisted Dark series. And I should have known with Neil being part of the writing team that this, this comic wasn't exactly going to be what I thought in the beginning. Now, Trixie is described as a funny, icky enough romp that follows Leprechaun Master of Illusion, Rory, as he battles monsters while hiding from the secrets he left behind in the magical homeland of Tiernanog. Now, much like the previous series that Connor was involved in the last, which you have very uh, prominent themes of Irish folklore um, in this book, and it is really, really evident in the first issue of the trickster which i was able to read and one of the things i really liked about it i, I like the art i like the storytelling and pacing i like the dialogue the fact that we had irish stormtroopers attacking was really funny um and some of the jokes that were just like in the panels and you wouldn't have got it unless you were paying attention i really enjoyed that but i really enjoyed as always the writing and the book really uh, throws you for a loop because when you're looking at it it's like uh, you're beginning it's this heart it's this fun whimsical sort of thing he's cheating in a card game and he's taking the guy's watch and then they you know he ends up getting a revealed and there's a fight and he escapes him and his partner and you find out he is he did that to retrieve this watch for this young woman and it's really weird seeing a catholic priest uh bring this young woman to this leprechaun these magical beings so that's that sort of conundrum um in my opinion it is interesting nonetheless uh, but then you're thinking everything's right and then you see the young lady's story and as it ends and how hard it is for her and how uh terrifying the ending panel is and i'm not going to spoil it but you definitely see neil's uh influence on this book especially if you have uh, read twisted tales before so i definitely highly recommend it it is currently it's not on a kickstarter uh their that company uh currently has um a crowdfunding platform for their books and as of right now and today is the 24th of september man august is almost here i meant october not august <laughs> man i have my months all screwed up but you can uh really find them and support them at zoop and at zoop.gg forward slash c forward slash 
trickster and i'll have that link in the show notes and right now the 20 days left and they are um really close to their five thousand dollar goal they have raised about uh thirty two hundred at the moment or 20 days left i think that we can help them get there and you will not be disappointed in purchasing this book like i said i've had a the privilege of reading issue one and i think it's really good and especially if you're into supporting any comics I think that is definitely something that you should look into. And again, that's the trickster or just trickster uh, by Neil Gibson, Connor McCreary, Ronica, uh, Sorrentino and more. And that's that. So let's jump into the other aspects of comics and that's our new multimedia world of comics in this case we're going to go into the mcu with our weekly review of what if now in this episode of what if we were given or treated to the premise what if thor was an only child uh one of the best things that have come out of the mcu is obviously that lore assuming that lore uh loki Thor dynamic and how their relationship has really defined them um, over the series of movies in the MCU. And this episode really poses a question: What if, what if Odin never adopted Loki? What if Loki returned him to the Frost Giants? Like, what would happen? And with that, you see this Thor who is brash who is lackadaisical who is like a drunken teenager who just wants to party all the time and it's really amazing it's a very light-hearted episode it's not one that really poses a lot of deep thoughts or analyses of the what if side of the mcu you see a pretty fun battle of wits and, and physical battle between captain marvel and thor as well as how the relationship between thor and loki are with loki being a full-fledged frost giant as well you see cameos from so many people um in the galactic portion of the mcu from various guardians of the galaxy to korg so it was just a fun uh romp and one that I had to question, especially thinking back to the first Thor movie, how is this Thor, Thor worthy of yielding Molinier? Like, that is the biggest question I had. It was fun. It was funny. Um, and I'll get to that ending at the moment. But how is this cavalier, brash, selfish version of Thor even worthy of carrying Molinier? That is a big question. I think is one that should have been answered um, in this episode. And it's one of the things I've liked about most of the What If episodes. Even the last episode with Killmonger, which I wasn't that high on. They answered a lot of questions. They were not a lot of loose ends as far as characters and character motivations and storylines. Um, set forth by previous the previous MCU, the MCU movies. But this one, I think, is severely lacking in the fact that this Thor should not have been worthy of Karen Molinier based on the first movie, based on why he was found unworthy in the first movie. This is not a character that would be worthy of carrying that that instrument, that device, that weapon. Uh, so, yeah, I really think that needs to be canceled. Let's get to the ending. And I always have asked, is this what if series setting up some sort of major battle at the end and there seem to be glimpses here and there but every episode seems like it takes place on a totally different timeline 
But this one was quite interesting because this event at the end shocked even the watcher. So that makes me curious as to what's going to happen in the next few episodes to kind of thread everything together to a uh, very climactic finale at the end of this series where you had a uh, fully formed Ultron, it looks like Ultron, who was able to uh, put his conscience into the body of the vision, who has now collected six the other six Infinity Stones and just shows up out of nowhere at the end with his army of Ultron clones. So this is going to be very interesting to see if this even plays out to anything because we've had kind of twist endings before with that Star-Lord episode where you see the Star-Lord character that we know uh, is his father at the end after we realized that T'Challa became Star-Lord and he's met by his father at the end as he is cleaning up in the fast food establishment that he's working in and they reunite for the first time or unite for the first time not reunite but it's i am very much looking forward to the ending of the series to see where it all goes because right now it is totally unpredictable as to what's going to happen if anything is going to happen and i would be very disappointed if there is not some sort of ending finale that ties all of these kind of these hanging threads together so that's my take on episode seven of what if we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk fall style and also our fragrance of the week And we are back from the break. Now, for me, fall screams boots. For me, boots are an essential item for the fall, especially for a gentleman. No, we're not talking about Tim's or those boots that give off that work boot aesthetic. And again, there's nothing wrong with those. And they have their place, especially with your jeans, especially if you're wearing more of a quote unquote street style that those fit Perfectly, but we're talking about something that's a bit more classy uh, than your typical work boot style of boots. And there are many different types of boots you could possibly choose from. You got your dress boot, your desert boots, your, your chuckers, or you know, if you're a fan of Wu Tang, you got your wallabies, your clocks, you know, things of boots of that nature, those manufacturers. But what I'm talking today about are Chelsea boots. Now, Chelsea boots, they are ankle high slip-ons with a pointed toe and or a zipper or some sort of elastic side opening um, and it was a, a mod staple back in the 60s in London so it, this style of boot really uh, finds its origin back in the 60s and, and again it's 2021 and it's a style that is still very uh, classic and iconic and useful today uh, you can uh, really wear it, wear it with a suit uh, you can wear it with a uh, more casual affair as well. And that's one of the things I really like about the Chelsea boot. You can uh, dress it up. And I necessarily wouldn't wear them with, with a suit or a formal suit if I'm going for a business meeting. But if I'm doing something a bit more business casual, a bit more, you know, date nightish with a slacks and a blazer and an Oxford no tie, definitely rock a pair with Chelsea boots. Uh, they are, you know, they have you don't know i'm telling you they have casual versions as well 
somewhat with rounded toes and more overall heft so you may see those around when you're looking as well and those look good with your jeans and your corduroys oh, that's another thing corduroys i love fall because of corduroys but the chelsea boot i think is a very good addition to your shoe wardrobe for the fall it's versatile it's easy to get on and also you know it's not something or an item you have to break the bank for as well if you've noticed i'm all about versatility with your wardrobe and not just about being a formal uh item or a casual item something that you can really use universally or as universally as possible and that's why i really like the chelsea boots unlike the the dress boots or even the chucker boots those are boots that you're you're not going to really wear too casually or at least with the dress boots and the chucker boots you're definitely not going to be wearing those with a suit or even a more casual uh, business outfit they just would not work so i think the chelsea boot is a really good in between that gives you that dressed up look but also gives you that casual feel as well so that's my take on the fall style essential and i think next week since we're talking about corduroys we will talk about corduroys let's see how it plays out so this week for our fragrance of the week and i think i'm having deja vu because i feel like i may have talked about this before but with 79 episodes you tend to forget what you've talked about before when it comes to fragrances and if i have talked about it before and you've heard it before then just bear with me if I have talked about it before and you've never heard it before then this is your first time so that's even better so this week we are talking about Eau De Jour by Armourood it's an, a niche brand and it's one of those fragrances that overall I really enjoy now Oud unto itself is a note that I've really come to love and it's one of those notes that plays its part in different ways depending on the fragrance I always why i've started to love the fragrance or the note i should say uh with my introduction to it in zahar of signature home but even with that when you you get that oud but it's very um subdued especially with the lavender and the other notes and then there are other fragrances that uh i've really come to love for that really prominent oud note and this is one of those ones that i really love and let me talk to you about it for just a minute so this one is actually classified as a unisex fragrance and it is described as a fruity resonance fragrance. So you're going to have top notes of pink pepper, raspberry, and Parisian saffron. Now for me, when I smell it from the sample that I have, I really get that raspberry much like a Mont Blanc Individual. But when I actually spray it on me with my skin and my chemistry, I get more of that pink pepper and that saffron. Not so much of the fruitiness of the raspberry again fragrances are intimate you may find something just a bit different when you spray so with that middle notes you're going to get frankincense rose absolute plum and lily of the valley so for me and i think as my skin i get more of the the spices of incense the fragrances more so than the uh plum and the lily uh, i get a lot of the rose and the frankincense on my skin when i wear it and then at that base you got the indonesian oud the black amber patchouli and the gaiac wood so i for me get a really good mix of the oud the patchouli and the gaiac wood for me not so much the amber on my skin but for me that oud really does it and this is just such a a good fragrance or i'd really say a great fragrance and it it's one that lasts a long time you don't need a lot of sprays for this one and i for me get personally 
all day performance from this fragrance and i'm i'm not sure of the cost on this one being it is a niche fragrance it might be a little bit of money however if this is something that's in your budget it's one that i would definitely recommend it's 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 great and all, being unisex i could see a female awareness it, it comes off more masculine to me personally speaking but i can see a lady wearing this and really find enjoyment out of this but i can really see a lady smelling this on you and finding an enjoyment out of this take that how you will so that is my fragrance of the week oud de jour by armor oud and with that this has been another episode of the sartorial and geek podcast by web style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything in between I have been your host, Webster Style. Feel free to find us on the web at WebsterStyle.com. Find us on Instagram at Webster Style and Sartorio and Geek. Find us on Twitter at Webster Style. And as always, if interested, comments, criticisms, want to be on the show, email me at Webster, excuse me, info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again, as always, for sharing your time with me. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. I mean, this is me right here. Baby, you see this? Nah, this is. Hold on. Never, I, I mean, I can change. I, I thought. Never mind. Forget. I'm a Jenny Jenny Miffinny Muffinny Finicky when it comes to the killing spree, aka that's an ensemble. Are you the enemy if you're not defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge. Besides, I really let them close on them legs and thighs. Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party's up to 12. We got a little time, time, time to get it on. And no fact, I'm the type of pussy on. And after that, take a picture with the I'm choosing what we own. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Oh, thank you.